welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. Um, hope you had a, a great Halloween. I think I had a pretty decent Halloween. Got to see some friends. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Let me tell you about my Halloween, actually. Okay. So me, me and my wife, we bought our house uh last november it was like the second week of november so we just missed halloween when we got here and we live in a new community so like there's lots of young families there's like a ton of schools nearby so we're just like there's gonna be a ton of kids trick-or-treating so we go we buy like 40 bucks worth of halloween candy we got like the giant bag of sour gummies we got the Mm -hmm. peanut free chocolates and stuff like that so that i can have some and we we got this like some ambiance mood lighting we got like this this light that changes colors from purple to orange to green just to let the kids Decked know out. like this is a happening house yeah uh we got some we got some tombstones in the front yard we got we got our stuff ready to rock and so we wait we wait one kid comes by and i'm like okay great like 15 minutes later a second kid comes by and i'm like what is going on here like i, I thought there would be just like a barrage of kids <laughs> Like an hour goes by until the next group of kids. There's like five kids. It's 830 at this point. They come up. I'm literally just about to shut the light off to just go like, bah humbug. We're done with this. Right. So they come up. I gave them like the most massive handfuls of candy that you've ever seen. Because like we have a disgusting amount of Halloween candy left over. So that was my Halloween. It was, it was kind of a bust. Like I, we didn't dress up. We just kind of embraced like the, you know, we're going to hand out candy. It was uh it was Sunday night, so yeah, it was kind of a bust. Well, you know it's not a bust. The bosses in Metroid Dread, because oh. we're because <laughs> we're talking about them today. Boom. Yes. Segway. Wow, that was great. Oh yeah, that was. That's why they pay me the big fantastic. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, we we have a lot to get into here, so I guess uh, we should just jump right in and uh and get to it of course like dak just mentioned we are ranking the bosses of metroid dread as we were talking about last week and we are going to do this in what we call definitive style so we're going to take one boss and we're going to talk about that boss we're going to take a second boss we're going to talk about that and we're going to rank it either above or below the last boss that we just talked about we're going to take a third boss, and it's going to go either in one, two, or three. The fourth boss is either going to go in first, second, third, or fourth spot, etc., etc., until we get one master list at the end. And I don't know. I, I feel like our lists might kind of be similar because I feel like there are some definite, like, standout bosses in this game. But uh, maybe they won't be because, like, I, I, I don't think that there's any bad bosses in this game. So, like, there is a little bit of of wiggle room and maybe preference will come through a little bit here. So I'm excited to see kind of where we, where we fall and where we land on this list. Yeah, certainly there's like, I think an overall consensus for most people or maybe, I mean, that's a bit redundant, but yeah, I would say most people would say that the, the bosses in dread are really good overall. Like on average dread has some of the best 2d, you know, Metroid bosses, I think is what a lot of people would agree with. And I would definitely say that myself, certainly a lot of memorable and, and fun boss fights. So yeah, definitely looking forward to jumping into this. Yeah. Um, and just so some quick rules of engagement here. So you fight the Chozo soldiers and the Chozo robot soldiers, uh, multiple times in this game and they come equipped. Some of them with shields. Uh, some of them are, you know, a little bit more fancy schmancy than the other ones. We're going to group all of them together. So when we're talking about a Chozo, like a spear warrior fight, uh, we're going to be talking about, basically we're going to be amalgamating all of them together and I guess kind of averaging those fights out to get one kind of master place. Uh, We are going to do the twin fights separately. Uh, There is a time where you fight, uh, more than one time actually, where you fight a couple uh, Chozo robot soldiers and those are pretty intense so we figured that we would rank them separately also we are going to include the emmys not maybe a traditional boss per se and we're going to lump all of them together as well uh, because the central mechanic and the central gimmick for fighting the emmys is mostly the same so uh, there are some generalizations amalgamations here but 
This is the way that we're going to do it, and let's get started off with our first boss. And we'll right. kind of go, I guess, uh, in chronological order here. Um, and I guess just start off with the Emmys, really. They're, they're, they're the first boss that you fight in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you go from the Broken Emmy to the White Emmy, who has the spider banged ability, then to the Morph Ball Emmy, uh, Speed Boost, Wave Beam, Ice Missile, Power Bomb, but you don't really fight that guy. But... Uh, yeah, progressively harder and harder as you go along. And progressively, one of the things that I really liked about the Emmys, which is I think it really shined in the in the blue Emmy fight, was it was progressively harder and harder to like line up that shot with the Omega Cannon to, to blast away the protective plating on the Emmys head. And it took me a really long time with the blue one in particular in order to actually make that work. I really liked how with the purple Emmy, you kind of had to like go through this obstacle course almost in order to finally get a clear shot at it. Of course, this one has the wave beam, so it is able to fire at you from, from any <laughs> which direction. Uh, really, really just like clever designs overall. Uh, you know, the first two Emmys are, are fairly easy, as we talked about last week when we covered Arteria. But I think that those really do a good job of like kind of showing you how to confront these Emmys. So, yeah, I, I think that the only thing that I didn't like about the emmys and i just kind of mentioned it was uh you you get geared up to fight the powerbomb emmy the orange emmy and uh spoilers just just saying spoilers uh but that is when you go full metroid and you basically just grab it by the head and suck up its life juices and that is the end of the orange emmy it's kind of a an anticlimactic fight actually and i think that holds it down as a whole for like uh, in terms of like a boss fight for me i think that that could have been like a cool opportunity to like maybe maybe have like that more traditional boss fight with the emmy fighting the orange emmy um at the end so that that one knocks it down just a little bit for me but as a concept amazing as a boss really creative in a lot of different ways uh so again there's not really any bad bosses in this game but we're off to a strong start with the emmys dak what do you think uh, well, I agree on the powerbomb. I mean, I think that would have been a cool idea to make it more of a traditional boss fight, like in terms of, you know, the context of Metroid fights and boss fights in general. That said, though, I'm I, I we start off with, I think, the strongest of the bosses in the game. I think as a total package, like I have to put Emmys at number one on my list. Like it's uh, this is the first Metroid game where like the the essential gimmick of the game, like the essential, like fundamental hook of the game is a specific kind of boss fight. And I love that it's not like your traditional Metroid fight. You have like these larger rooms that are multi-branched and have like different areas. And you have these ever-changing boss fights that are different as you, you know, scale up with you through the game and force you to change tactics. They really command a good part of the game too. And I really think we haven't, I don't know if we really had a Metroid game like that where like the big hook is like the actual like bosses themselves. And... Uh, taking them on and having this specific uh, kind of boss that goes outside the, I guess, the normal parameters, what we, you know, normal expectations of a Metroid boss fight. Yeah, I have to give it to the Emmys. I mean, these are at the top of my list. We have so many cool boss fights. Some of the best boss fights in the game are the Emmys. Some of the hardest are the Emmys and they really live up to the game's title. So um, yeah, I mean, even over the final boss, as much as I love the final boss too, I would even say like overall as a total package, the Emmys are probably the like one of if not the best like most well done part of the game so uh, they're at the top of my list I don't, I don't think there's anything better yeah i i don't really i don't really disagree with you and and i'm i was kind of curious actually because i i didn't make a list going into this because i didn't want to have like kind of a, an idea of what my list looked like i think in my mind once we decided that we were going to cover the emmys in general I was like, all right, so it's it's that. Obviously, Ravenbeak comes to mind when you think of amazing bosses. But yeah, I, I don't really disagree with anything you said. I think it's so strong as a concept and as a, like the execution of it is strong. And it it really, you know, maybe, maybe it's cheesy, but it really does invoke that feeling of dread that they clearly were going for. Yeah, um, I would say that I, I would honestly say like overall, um, my favorite moments of playing the game have been like the frantic moments of getting away from an Emmy. Like many of my main favorite moments of the game are getting away from an Emmy or trying to get through a room really quickly to avoid one or taking one out. 
after fighting it for a while or, or running into it a bunch of times and finally getting the final killing blow. Stuff like that, like, those are the best parts of Dread for me. So, yeah, Emmy's definitely my favorite. We got to take a quick sidebar for a second here, Dak. Have you been to Nintendo New York lately? Not lately, no. All right, so so our buddy Joey Ferris of Game Explain just posted a picture of Nintendo uh, himself at Nintendo New York, and there is like a ginormous Emmy, <laughs> and it looks like I can't tell if it's a cardboard cutout or if it's like a full scale Emmy. I think it's just a cardboard cutout. But the thing is massive and it looks super cool. And there's tons of Metro Dread stuff, uh, you know, all over New York, uh, Nintendo New York. So I just caught that uh, scrolling as we were talking about the Emmys. And I was like, oh, man, that's really apropos. Look at that. So, the, yeah, look at that. Um, okay, well, from one <laughs> awesome boss to another, I feel like we're just going to be saying this over and over again. We're going to Corpius. And, dude, this guy is also awesome. He, he looks absolutely sick he's like this this scorpion looking like beast uh but he doesn't look like an insect he kind of looks like i don't know almost like like this creepy like a dog almost but like with a bald head and he's got that giant scorpion tail he looks like a complete monster which Mm -hmm. is like so i just i love that about metroid when it like it, it goes and like you're fighting monsters i just love that um and this is another awesome fight we kind of touched on it last week but it's it's kind of like an intro boss fight, but kind of not because you do have your bearings a little bit at this point, but it really does show you um I think I think it really gets you to think about your positioning and it really gets you to think about your arm cannon and like the the free movement of it, particularly because there's a spot on its tail, which isn't like you can't really hit it if you're just shooting straight or if you jump and you shoot straight, you have to aim at it. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a really good job, this fight of like teaching you to like really utilize that during the boss battles. Uh, and, and like the actual boss battle itself is awesome. It's got like this red mist on the floor like we talked about last week. It looks like blood coming up everywhere. Uh, you've just got this tail that's absolutely coming at you from every different direction. He turns invisible. Um, there's that awesome sequence where like, he turns his visible, he puts his butt to you and you can slide under him and then counter him and you can grab on and you're just like pound, pound, pounding him with missiles right in the side of the face. Like it's absolutely awesome. Uh, really great usage of the, of the spider magnet too in there. Cause he like, uh, I don't know, put sludge or something on the floor. So like you have to grab a hold and, and blast him and you can even fight him when he's invisible. This is, uh, this is an awesome fight. It, it's awesome. Yeah, I I disagree that it's not a starter boss because it very much is like it's very much meant to like test you on the fundamentals of the game at like a basic like aspect. But it's a really fun fight has really cool cinematics like the stage is awesome and it you know has some cool phases that force you to jump on the wall. Like you said, slide through, do a quick time event, shoot at his tail. Yeah, really cool. I mean, really awesome character like boss design, like enemy design too. Like, really unlike anything you kind of see in Metroid before, but, like, kind of looks like a Metroid, kind of doesn't. It's, like, this very visceral and bestial. It's awesome. Um, I w- you know, I think overall it doesn't, like, in the grand scheme of all the other boss fights in the game, except maybe a couple, it's not, like, extremely challenging at all. And it's probably one you won't die, uh, like, fighting. <laughs> I don't think I died against Corpius. I might have died maybe once. I really don't think I did. I would say most people didn't. So... Um, a nice executed like starter boss fight. I think in the grand scheme of the game, it definitely is outshined by a bunch of others, and the music is really weak in this boss fight. But that's really goes for most of them in this game. That said, uh, yeah, it would overall a really well done like early game boss fight. Definitely a cool one. So I guess I, I think that I would put this. So I mean, obviously, I, I would put this under the Emmy boss fight, but I like I. I guess kind of me, part of me feels bad because, like, I almost feel like it's not fair because you're amalgamating so many different, like, core boss fights throughout the game, whereas this is definitely, like, a standalone moment. But I think that the standalone moment is really strong. It does teach you a lot about movement and about counters and about just little things that you, the skills that you really need to take forward to the next groups of bosses that you do fight in this game. So I, I think that Corpius actually will rate pretty highly for me in the end but 
certainly a number two behind the Emmys on our list right now. Yeah, I, I did make a list before this, and Corpius is towards the bottom for me, but not at the very bottom. But, uh, I mean, I it's one of those things where even if you're towards the bottom of this list, just I mean, if all the bosses in this game, I think, are really well done. So I don't think that's like a knock against it or anything that's towards the bottom of any particular list. But in terms of our list right now, yeah, definitely below the Emmys. Yeah, we, we kind of have like a running joke on the Zelda podcast where it's like, the worst dungeon in Ocarina of Time is still better than most games' best dungeon, and I feel like you could, you could almost apply uh, that to this game. We're like, that's not true. Well, I know you you probably <laughs> wouldn't agree, but that's you know that's my two cents. But I I feel like the worst boss in Metroid Dread is like still like a really good Metroid boss. There there might be I I think I would label maybe one stinker in here, but you know when you're looking at a dozen bosses, that's pretty good. So yeah, uh, so our list so far. Number one, we got the Emmys, of course. And number two, we got Corpius. We we are going for the big boy next. We're going to do these in chronological order. You know that I was absolutely 100% loving this. It is Kraid. And they don't explain how we got there. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's great fan service. Uh, I do think that it is a little bit of a missed opportunity not to have like a battle remix of like the, the Kraid theme from the original Metroid game. But that being said, that's my only really complaint about this fight. This fight, otherwise, it, it's awesome. It has like, if you're an old school Metroid fan like we are, it has like the classic like Super Metroid bits where like Kraid is throwing his claws. He's got the, uh, the gunk thing spitting out of his belly button. His belly button just looks absolutely disgusting, by the way. Um, I love that... I love that there's a little bit more to this fight than we've seen in previous Kraid fights. Like, I love Kraid, but in Super Metroid, you can literally kill him in about one second. Uh, doesn't take much longer in Zero Mission. And, you know, maybe in the original NES game, it's a little bit more of an engaging fight. But really, how engaging could it be on the NES? So I really do love that this fight is a little bit more involved. There's two stages. So it's a more drawn-out process. Um... You can, if you want, get the early bombs and, and defeat Kraid that way, which is, like, incredibly, incredibly satisfying. It's satisfying in the same way that, like, popping a zit is satisfying because you go into his belly button and you just bomb him and it's all pussy and disgusting and gross. Um, I love the setting. The the big lava tank room and Kraid is just doing his thing in there. Uh, I love the cutscenes. Oh, my God, the cutscenes where you just run up and you are sprinting across Kraid's giant, disgusting, bulging belly, and you just plant him right in the face. I love, actually, even before the fight, where you see Kraid, and he just, like, gets right up in Samus's face. Samus does not even flinch. I mean, it, everything about this is so awesome. In terms of, like, other fights in the game, like, it's not as... You know, it's not as involved. It's a little bit more simple. It's It doesn't take as much... Um, like quick time finesse or you, you don't have to be picture perfect like you do in some of the latter fights however for me just the nostalgia of seeing first of all Kraid in a in a game in 2021 he looks awesome it's a great fight this is like this is near the top of my list i think i would put this at either number two or number three and you know what just because i i know that you're gonna put the emmys above it um I'll put I'll put Kraid below the Emmy on my list, but uh, like, man, everything about this fight I just it, I just love. Like the old schooler in me just loves this fight. I could go on about it, but I'll I'll stop rambling and, and let you have it. I don't want to rant your prey, but this one's actually at the bottom of my list. <laughs> oh, I, I'm at the very no. bottom, the most bottom of the boss fights, the most mostest bottom. Um, again, I mean, I don't think that's a knock. I think there are just so many good boss fights in this game that this one just didn't, it doesn't stand out presentation wise. It kills it. Um, uh, despite the fact that Kraid sounds awful, um, and doesn't sound cool at all. And sounds like, I, I don't know what they were doing with Kraid's sound design. Like does not like this weird screeching noise instead of like a really awesome roar or something that he should have. Um, and other than that, like, yeah, like the presentation's cool. The cutscene is sick. I would have liked an explanation for why he's there. I think just think it's a kind of a missed opportunity because the boss fight, like, yeah, it's a little bit of an, like, 
an improvement from previous crate fights, but it's not really that much different. It's it, compared to other boss fights in the game. There's not really much going on. Um, I I kind of wish that they had done more. Like if they're gonna bring Kraid back, like they had him all chained up. They should have had him like break free or like shown that maybe he can move really fast now or he can get up from the ground or something. I don't know. Like they should have gone all out instead of just making it kind of like a pretty standard Kraid fight for the most part. Um, and even though I guess they don't need to explain why he's there, I still wonder of all the characters to bring back, why they would bring, like, not like why Mercury's team would bring Kraid back, because that's obvious, but why the Chozo would even bother to bring Kraid back. He's one of the least useful of Samus's enemies, and one that Samus has never been threatened by, so I don't know why they would do that, but that's not the point. I think the boss fight itself is, eh, not, you know, you're not gonna die. Um, I was, I was expecting a bit more. It is very much, an, again, another starter boss in this game, which is fine, but it kind of gets outshined by everything else. And I think, uh, yeah, the boss fight isn't super crazy. So it kind of just like, I, I, I was hoping for a bit more with Kraid and I was like, kind of just like, oh, Kraid's here. You kill him. All right. He's done. See ya. Um, but yeah, it's cool that he's back, but he's at the bottom of my list. Oh man, that, that hurts my soul to hear. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll push back a little bit. I think that. Yeah, it, it's not as involved as maybe some of the ladder fights, but, you know, as as far as, like, a traditional crate fight goes, there, there is a little bit more to it than simply blasting him in the mouth, as, as you saw in previous titles like Super Metroid, particularly the second phase once you get down and dodging all the acid and how the acid can, like, bounce around, and you can shoot the acid to get uh, health refill or missile refill or whatever. It, it adds a little bit more to this fight. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to argue with you and say that it's the most in-depth fight in the game. It's obviously not. But I, you know, I think that this was put in there totally as, as a fan service moment. Well, well, and, yeah, I, I agree there. But I, that's my thing is that if you're going to bring him back, like bring him back, like really do something with him. It feels like they brought him back just for a couple of cool cutscenes and otherwise a pretty average fight. Like I was I was hoping for a lot more. I was really hoping that he was involved with the experimental boss you see later and they're like oh my god it's like crate x or it's like experimental crate then it would have made more sense for him to come back and then it would have been really cool to like expand on that but it was actually kind of a follow-up from corpius and another foreshadowing of a background element in another room so that's fine but like yeah it's it's very obviously fan service and that's cool but i was kind of hoping for a bit more if they're going to go out of their way to bring him back it was it was pretty for the most part a standard boss fight for a metroid game and certainly standard mostly standard for a crate boss fight too so i was kind of hoping for a bit more uh that's fair and i actually um one quick thing that i want to mention before we move on from crate you mentioned crate x actually when i first beat the game and Ravenbeak kind of transforms into Ravenbeak x i thought that was crate like it, it, it looks look like crate yeah and i was right? like i would have been sick if that was crate at the end like crate x but it's like the Chozo guy with his Kraid body. And I was like, okay, like that's the thing. And like, I don't understand why they are bothering with Kraid at all. Kraid is completely immobile and useless. Like I don't understand. Like I get the fan service. Oh, cool. It's Kraid. But like story wise, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like it makes sense that Ridley comes back a lot because he can fly and can move through the vacuum and is not immobile <laughs> and is strong. And Kraid is pretty much a big, like target <laughs> waiting to be melted. So like, I don't understand. He, he's a tank, but he, he's, he's tanking tank. what? He like he's sitting in a room. He can't move. Like a whole point of a tank is to get in front in the front line to move around and like take shots. But like Samus could have avoided the room. And you know, what if Samus even got there, you know, like Kraid, Kraid uh, is just sitting in a room waiting for someone to show up essentially. Right. Like I wish there was more of a reason for Kraid specifically. Like there's so many more mobile and stronger bosses that they could have brought back. From the Chozo perspective, that would have been more effective against Samus, or anything for that matter. Well, he was clearly a prisoner. He wasn't waiting but, for but someone they, to come, unless it was someone to break him. But up. was he, he was a prisoner? Because he's dead. He was Samus Wait, killed you him. Tell, you tell me. He's, he's well, locked up. Well, he's got chains I, the game should have told us for one thing. I shouldn't have to tell you. The game should have told us. But that's what I'm saying. Did they? <laughs> well, he's obviously he's obviously a prisoner. Well, I mean, how is he a prisoner? That's, Did that's they either clone, here nor there. But, that's more so in the story. Did they clone Kraid and then they made him a prisoner? Why would they clone Kraid? It doesn't make any sense. Because Kraid rocks. That's why. Duh. He doesn't um, rock. He sucks. He got bodied, and he's at the bottom of my list. Where's Ridley? All right. Well, he's he's the middle of my list. So on this list so far, 
We got. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna put him above Corpius. I don't care what you say. You, you can, can take put him one above for me Corpius, later. but he's not above the. I'm Emmons. putting him above Corpius. Yeah, I, I'll owe you one. But uh, th- this is the list. We got number one. We got the Emmys. Number two, we got Big Daddy Crade. Number three, we got Corpius. Um, number four coming in. Not number four on our list, but the fourth boss that we'll talk about here. The Chozo Soldier, the robot Chozo Soldier, to be specific. Dude, I can't tell you how many times this guy killed my ass in Metroid Dread. Specifically after the scene where Quiet Robe is, uh, you know, assassinated by this guy. Which also doesn't make sense why he was assassinated. Because as he was just explaining, he's the only one that can control the Metroids. And this robot just decides to shoot him right through the chest. But that's neither here nor there. Um, And you fight this guy a couple different times. Throughout the game, you you fight, uh, I think, a golden version of him, which is pretty tough. I I put this one, I don't know, probably of the four that we've talked about, I'd put it fourth. Um, it's, it's an okay fight, but it is, like, rather annoying. I really don't like that there's no way to counter the, uh, like, when he raises his, his arm or whatever and it goes red, and you can't counter that, you just have to get out of the way. I, I just... I don't like that at all. I feel like there should have been an easier way to. It should be easier. That or turn is it what around. you're saying. It should be easier and more forgiving. You need to get good, Andy. No, you need to get j- good. Just like a, like like a clever way to counter it. You know, like like do something, like give give me a way to turn his momentum against him somehow, or just basically, I just didn't like being Samus like having to quickly run away, and particularly where you fight the robot. Usually, it's like in a fairly narrow passage so it's not like you can just jump right over it and even if you can it's a it's a pretty unforgiving attack so like if you're anywhere near that hitbox you're gonna get bodied um so i didn't really care for that i will say that once you get the the storm missiles these fights become much 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 more manageable but uh yeah i i think that i don't like this one as much as the spear warrior so i i think he's gonna be bottom of my list and like i said you do fight him a couple different times, so it's not like the the setting can really add to, you know, the boss fight or anything like that. So on our, on our list now, I, I think he's four out of four for me. I have these. Well, I mean, I have the the silver robot Chozo soldiers, the golden robot Chozo soldiers, and there's like the twin robot Chozo soldiers, which we'll save for later. But I love these fights because this is just like pure like adrenaline right here. It's just like this guy is just chasing you down. It, I love how they fight, like, the SAX fights in Fusion, and even the first time you run into one of these guys, it's in a room just like the SAX boss room from Fusion, and it's literally, the, like, the same pattern. It, like, chases you down just like the SAX does in that room, and you kind of go in that circle, so I think that was a nice little throwback. Um, I love these bosses because they're just, like, straight up, like, super strong, fast, they're constantly chasing you, and you have to constantly stay on the move. You can't counter, you have to, like, brute force them or be really, like, tight with your timings in terms of movement. I love these boss fights. These are really this, this this is the kind of boss fight I really like where you're constantly on the move and you have small little windows of opportunity to get damage in. Like yeah, I died a ton against these things until I got a little stronger or figured it out and that's what I loved about it. I really I preferred this kind of fight way more to like a crate than a boss or a corpius where I beat it once and I'm like that wasn't challenging at all. Um so yeah, these were these are at like the middle towards top of my list and I would 100% put these guys above crate and corpius without even I a question without even a question way more fun fighting these bosses um so yeah i put these towards the middle-ish top of my list um i like the design i think they're really cool they have a really awesome kind of ferocious like like ferociousness to them for being robots they have really awesome attacks they look really cool and yeah i enjoy them a lot so i would put them over crate and corpus okay. below emmy so so i've got it at four you've got it at two it seems appropriate then to put it at three. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we go for that? Okay. Right. Um, so moving on. I, I was actually, when I was reflecting on the list of bosses in Metro Dread, I was thinking to myself, and I was actually fairly surprised at how much I enjoyed this next fight. And I feel like, uh, maybe I'm assuming, but I feel like you didn't really enjoy it. But that was with, um, I'm going to butcher saying this, uh, Drogia. Drogaiga, Drogaiga, I think is what its name Drogaiga? is. Drogaiga, sure, Drogaiga. Let's let's go with that. Uh, the big sea monster. Yeah. In uh, in the top of Berenia. Uh I I 
I like this fight, actually. I think that it is... It's challenging, but there's a certain sequence that you can do this fight where, like, if you are good, then it can be a breeze. And if you don't know what to do and, you, and you're and you not really sure, then it can be pretty tough. But once you kind of get the pattern down and you can see the visual cues, uh, you can actually do really well in this fight. So I, I like the fact that uh, because at this point you don't have the gravity suit yet, if I'm, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, don't remind me. So it is, it is a little bit of a slower fight for sure, but that kind of plays into the danger of actually what's going on. So I do like that... Uh, it's a little bit different. It's kind of like a puzzle as well as a fight. So you have to get the, you have to shoot the switches on both sides. You have to use the spider magnet with your grapple beam in order to get across the room. And then you need to absolutely unload in your window of opportunity. And uh, if you're really, really good, there's a quick time event where you can counter uh, Dragaiga <laughs> right at the end and like get some massive, massive damage. And if you, I mean, really, if you don't, uh, it's going to make you pay. So the tentacles come at you fast and heavy. Um, the, you know, the flames, I don't know, maybe they're flames, maybe it's acid, whatever. I like that they come down at you and like you can kill or shoot two of the three of them and get ammo or health. But like the other one, you just have to avoid. Um, so I, I, you know, I actually like this fight quite, uh, quite a bit. And I was, I guess maybe a little bit surprised by how much I, I went and enjoyed it. I kind of like like the monster element again. It's like kind of like this giant squid-like being that just, I don't know, just kind of reminds you of like a classic, uh, like a Kraken or something like that. I think that's kind of the vibe that they were going for. So this was, uh, this this would be on the upper echelon of my boss fights in this game. You know, admittedly, I don't think every fight in this game needs to be like super high intensity or like whatever but um yeah i don't know i'm conflicted on this boss fight on one hand i think it's really creative i think it's cool i like how they've like they reuse the corpius idea again here where like you can kind of you can tell like it's somewhat similar or has elements of corpius's like head and whatnot in here too and it's, it's body shape and whatnot and like they've worked that into different boss designs in the game which i think is cool and yeah you get to use like the storm missiles there are different puzzles and whatnot um, I think it's just going to be soured because again, like the, th one of the things I hate most about this game is how long I spend in the water without the gravity suit. And like, it just doesn't feel good to me moving around in the water without the gravity suit. Like, it's not fun. Like I it makes sense. And I understand it logically in the context of the game, but it's just not fun gameplay to me. So a boss fight that is very much like involved with that kind of gameplay, you know, you're kind of standing at one point, just staying there shooting, it's, you know, it's drops and then you got to have to like grapple over and it has some cool puzzles, but I don't know. It doesn't, it's a bit too slow for my taste. I don't really like playing around the water without the gravity suit. That said, it does remind me of like the spore spawn kind of a little bit. Like that's kind of the boss that made me remind, remind me of a little bit. So, okay. It kind I, of, I could see that lots of waiting around for key moments there. Yeah. But it kind of feels in a way like Kraid did where it has like a big boss presentation, but the actual gameplay feels very much like a mini boss, if that makes sense. So I don't know. It's, it's at the, it's towards the bottom of my list. It is above Kraid, but it's below Corpius. Um, it just, I do not, I'm not a fan of underwater gameplay without the gravity suit and this has it. So uh, definitely knocks it down for me. You know, I, I thought that you were going to say that and I, I respect that actually. I, I don't, necessarily disagree with you because it, it does really slow down the fight but kind of to your first point it, it was different so i like yeah. that um you you look at the list of, of bosses in this game of like man you got the chozo robot you got the chozo spear soldier you got raven beak you've got uh lots of like really intense high high faced fights where like you you have to be fairly precise with your with your inputs and and this one i i felt like was a little bit more relaxed like yeah you have to be precise when you jump over the tentacles or else they're gonna slap you around for huge damage but it, it's more so just like it it basically is like the fact that you don't have the gravity suit and you move slow in the water that's as much a threat as the actual boss itself so different i can understand that you didn't like that um i i took Kraid and i just ranked it on our list and i said i'd owe you one so you can put this one wherever you want uh, what's the list right now again? So we got number one, Emmy, 
We got number two, Crate. We got number three, the Chozo Soldier. And we've got uh, number four, Scorpius. Uh, I mean, this isn't the hill I'm going to die on, but like if I were to put it somewhere, I would put it up, maybe I'd put it at the bottom <laughs> of our current list. Well, that's that's fair. If I you want to put I'm it above gonna... Corpius, you can. You want to make that compromise? I'm down. <clears throat> you know what? I, I'm probably okay with it below Corpius because I, I think that Corpius is probably a, a cooler fight, especially like with the context of like what a great intro fight it is. Um, I'm not burning so my I, IOU I on that... this thing. Is all I'm saying. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I I think that I'm I'm probably still okay with it going at the bottom. Uh, I, I would be okay with that. All right. Sounds so, good yeah. to me then. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on. Or actually, I guess let's recap our list here, uh, really quick. We're going to see how many times I can get this boss's name wrong. Number one, we got Emmy. Number two, Craid. Number three, uh, Robot Chose a Warrior. Number four, Corpius. And number five, uh, Dragaiga. I think that's, that's gotta be how you say it, hey? Yeah, Dragaiga. I think so. Dra- Dragaiga, Drogiga. I think it's Dragaiga. That's why. We uh, nailed it. All right. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next boss, which is the Chozo Spear Warrior in all of its iterations. And uh, I like this one, man. I think that it's uh, it's a cool fight. It's it's kind of like a, a nice little combination of a lot of things that I like in this game. It, it feels like it's a nice mini boss. It's a nice, powerful enemy. It gets progressively stronger as you fight it towards the game. Um, usually comes in with like, uh, kind of a cool setting. I think the first time that you fight it is in... can't remember if it's in Ferenia or if it's in where the X are stored. But the first setting that when you fight it is a really cool setting. And then usually subsequently, it's a pretty cool environment that you fight it in. Particularly the last one with the, the big golden shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you can grapple away and uh, fight this dude faster. Or you can blow it up and get some some pickups from that. So I, I kind of like that as well, that you have the option and both have their advantages and disadvantages. But yeah, I, I really like the first phase of this fight where it's just kind of like a nice drag him down brawl where like you're jumping over and shift flashing and, and shooting. And then the second phase is a, is kind of the same thing, but like you kind of have to slow it down a little bit once the, the warrior gets on the wall and starts splewing that, that black venom symbiote at you. Uh, so that I like that part. Uh, the spear aesthetic is just like super cool, and you have uh, a pretty badass quick time event at the end too, where you literally just open its mouth and then like, bam, who's your daddy right into its mouth? This is uh, this is a cool fight. I like this one. Yeah, this is like the opposite of what I was saying with Kraid and Droigaiga. This is a fight where it's presented like a mini boss, but it feels like a boss fight. These guys, I really enjoy these. Some of the, again, just like the robot Chozo soldiers. These are some of my favorite boss fights in the game. They're really fun, intense, and fast. If you get that pattern down, it's really satisfying to take them out. And even when they go into like their X form and they're yeah, like you said, like jumping on the wall and they're shooting that like hit scan, like goo blast at you, like that's still something you have to respect, even if you've done it a bunch of times. Um, satisfying to fight these guys. It feels like a traditional Metroid fight in like how it's the room is set up, but it really kind of ups the ante in terms of. You know, requiring a bit more technical skill. Uh, personally, I just mashed <laughs> soldier. Uh, I just mashed missiles on the uh, warrior's shield. So I guess that wasn't a very technical aspect on my part, but it was still fun and very satisfying to do so. So yeah, especially when it breaks. Yes, very much. I I love these fights. These are really cool. Uh, yeah, like the intros were like they're kind of stalking you at one point, and then they jump in. Like the different rooms are cool. Uh, I, I really like this idea how they, you get this like chose a warrior fight, but then they turn in like to the X versions too. really awesome idea. These are again, towards like the upper middle part of my list here. I really like these. Um, okay. So if you were, you could probably influence me here. I, I think I would put them under crate, but be above the Chozo robot warrior. Uh, what would you, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, you know, you you want. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Having Kraid so high up, I cannot agree with, um, at, because now Kraid's getting pushed up <laughs> so far while he's so low on my list. Um, so I would put him. I mean, I would put him above Kraid. I would put these above Kraid. 
But if you want to put him right know, below Kraid, I could make that compromise. But I still think it's because Kraid right. is too but high you, for me. You still got one over me. Okay, let's. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next boss. I think I think that this might be the worst boss in the game, actually, uh, and that is SQ, which uh, is really a nothing fight. He's he's that bug that you yeah. fight in Frenia. Um, he has. He has the cross bombs, so he he basically lays bombs in like a little pattern, and you can just space jump to avoid them or slide Isn't under them. Isn't that Golzona? There's that does that the big crab thing. Well, I thought it no. was the the bug. Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. You you are correct. He he is the bug. He doesn't have the cross bombs. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. He has I, like I saw the, the yeah. I saw the purple and thought cross bombs. No, he has the uh, the storm missiles. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. This guy has the storm missiles, and uh, that's pretty much the fight. He shoots storm missiles at you. You can either avoid them, or uh, I don't. I don't think that you can shoot most of them down. I think you just have to kind of get out of the way. Um, not not a really not a great fight, especially because the last run that I did, I went and got the screw attack before I I went and did this fight, and so I jumped into him with the screw attack like five times, and he was toast. So I. Yeah, I think that this is uh, one of the weaker fights of the game. Probably the weakest fight of the game, actually. But very cool when the core X pops up. That was a, that was an awesome moment, but not enough to stop me from putting this bottom of the list. Yeah, I, I didn't put it at the very bottom, but I, I can't really disagree. Like, it's certainly only a standout boss fight for the core X reveal at the end. Like, that was such an awesome moment. Totally blew me away. I was so happy about that. Um, aside from that, I think it's a pretty cool enemy. Like it's a a solid mini boss, and like I remember playing it for the first time or playing against it for the first time and being like, "Wow, why didn't they breed more of these? These are way stronger than the Metroids. <laughs> like they're deadly." If you know against like a a regular kind of enemy. Um, so I don't know. I thought they were pretty cool, but yeah, not like a crazy intense or hard boss fight. Pretty run of the mill, but. For Dread, still kind of, uh, you know, has that Dread intensity that a lot of these other bosses have. I think it's a good boss fight, but it's a mini boss fight, and that's really all it is. I think it serves that purpose. It's not meant to be... I think it's really meant more for the core X reveal, and not really to be a crazy, intricate boss fight. So I think it served its purpose, but I'd be fine with it being at the bottom of the list. It's not very high on mine. Yeah, I uh, I really think that that pretty much is what it is. Like, you fight the boss... Um you beat it and then the core X like that that really is like the boss fight right there even though you have to go through SQ beforehand to get there I will say this little guy was pretty difficult for me on my hard run I did a hard run where I uh I tried to get under four hours and I did get under four hours by the way but uh with limited supplies this is actually kind of a tough battle mm-hmm. and it wasn't tough in like a in a fun way if that makes sense like when you're when you're fighting like Ravenbeak or Experiment, um, those are tough, but like it's kind of fun to learn from your mistakes and see if you can better yourself in the next fight. Mm-hmm. This one, I was just kind of like, ugh, I gotta, you know, I gotta do this again. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, sorry, but I think bottom of the list. Um, let's move on to something that I don't think will be anywhere near the bottom of the list, actually, and that is the twin robot chozo fights uh these were pretty pretty intense these dual chozo warriors coming at you again i know that you fight them in brenia i think you fight them in um uh the forest area as well so i i think there's at least two maybe three times where you are forced to confront not one but two of these deadly robots that just massacred me at the beginning of the game uh so this was a a pretty intense fight at this point you know what you need to do, but it's it's a lot more kinetic. You're moving a lot more, uh, going from place to place. Because really, if you're standing still, uh, you're not going to last very long. These fights get substantially easier, like I mentioned earlier, once you have the storm missiles. But uh, yeah, I think by the time that you get to the twin fights, you're in a little bit better position. You're a little bit more equipped to, to deal with all of their offense. So this is pretty fun. I would rank it... Uh, I think on our list as it is right now, I would put it in fourth beneath the Spear Warriors 
and what? above the the regular what? warriors. False. I would. Yeah. Oh my god, the twin robot Chozo soldiers are some of the best bosses in the game. I had so much fun fighting these. They were so hard, and like you had one. I I already liked the Chozo robot uh, soldiers, but then giving me two of them, and like just rushing me down. Sometimes dropping the frame rate of the game itself. Oh man, I I loved these. Uh, you're gonna owe me one. You're, you're my IOU. I'm cashing it in. These are above crate. I mean, this was a by far like so much of, oh. so much of a better boss fight and way more fun. Crate. You had these. You had, uh, hey man, you wanted it. You got it. Uh, I mean, the arenas you fight them in are even really cool. There's like one awesome Chozo arena you fight them in. Um, yeah, they're just like high intensity, constantly rushing you down. There's two of them. I remember. I remember taking a while uh, at first to. To take these down because they were a real challenge until you really know what you're doing like this was i loved these one of my favorite moments of the game i really loved like the just the simplicity of i just give you two and like in a very similar size room and have at it and it just feels like a very pure slug fast kind of fight which are my favorite kind of boss fights in this game so yeah i mean i would put these right below the emmys and i'm going to because you owe me one and you're gonna put them above Kraid. All right, we're even now, pal. All right. We're even now. Let me read off the list as it stands right now. At number one, we've got the Emmys. Number two, Twin Chozo Robot Warriors. Number three, Big Daddy Kraid. Number four, the Chozo Spear Warrior. Number five, the Singular Robot Chozo Warrior. Number six, Corpius. Number seven, Dragaiga. Why can I not see that name? What is, what is the matter with me? Dragaiga. Uh, and number number whatever we were at, last place is SQ. So rip to my boy ask you um okay let's talk about this next fight here because i i think i was thinking about experiment z57 and i was kind of comparing it to i feel like this is metroid dreads digger not fight where like it's a very cinematic really really awesome really multifaceted battle that really has a lot of the same properties where it's like the screen kind of changes you have to space jump constantly to avoid uh stuff coming at you there's uh there's just a, there's a lot going on to this fight uh so i guess let's back up and start at the beginning of course you see the experiment in uh in dairon when you're first going through and you see these little needles poking at him and prodding him and you're just like oh this looks like uh, a pretty a pretty gruesome looking monster i hope that it doesn't escape probably thinking that uh you know you're going to be fighting him in the not too distant future so you actually get there this is the monster responsible for clogging up the magma core heater and causing the entire planet to freeze um i i thought that this was actually corpius x the first time that i saw him because he kind of looks a little bit similar but you you start off and you have like the the first phase which i think is really fun kind of eases you in a little bit where he's swiping at you left to right he's he's throwing all kinds of things at you but the second phase i feel like is where it really shines and like he he gets that uh i don't know what you want to call it he starts blowing wind at you or like the force of his of his laser is so intense that samus has to to literally run uh the other way and avoid all of the the beams or whatever is coming at you and of course this is where you can do the quick kill charge up your shine spark and just blast experiment z57 right in the face so i think that this is just like it's a really fun fight i think that sequence of jumping over all of the uh the stuff coming at you is really fun and really satisfying um and, and the, the cutscenes in this fight are like so awesome if you counter experiment you get like Put, basically put on its neck and he drags you all the way back to the central reactor and then all the way back it's like it's an awesome awesome visual fight the setting is cool uh i really like the mechanics behind it i think uh i think this would be number two on my list as we have it so far yeah i honestly this is like a full package boss fight for me like they have the awesome setup with the foreshadowing in the background they have the boss like directly tied to the events of like the plot of the game. The boss fight itself is fantastic. Like you have these huge like swipes and double swipes, like the laser blast, you're avo avoiding the goo on the wall and on the floor, like you said, like the wind blast jumping over the wave beams and whatnot. Like there's so many cool aspects to this fight. Really cool, really creative. And again, like goes on this kind of Corpius 
esque design too, and brings that back, just like kind of Corpius and Dragaiga. So overall, I would also put this at number two. Real, this is how you do a boss, like the, it tied into the story. I mean, again, I can't knock it particularly for this boss because this goes for everything in the game, but I cannot at all remember what the, the boss theme is, and it's probably not good. <laughs> but I have to just accept that none of them are in this game. So besides that, I think the presentation is like near flawless. It, it's awesome. The cutscenes are incredible. Tied into the game really well. Boss fight is really a lot of fun and rewards you for, you know, having some solid skills and knowledge as well. So this is like, a, a, I think, one of the, you know, just a quintessential Metroid fight, like a modern Metroid fight right here. Like this is a standard, I think. Yeah, I would put this at number two below the MEs above the twin robot soldiers. Well, there we go. We agree. And, and you know what? One thing about this fight, and uh, you can say this about a few different fights in this game, actually. I, I just, like, really love when you are fighting a boss in Metroid, and you, you like, optimize the fight. Or, like, you've mm -hmm. got it down in a way that makes you feel like like you are awesome at Metroid. And, and like, when you can do things like, like the quick kill with the Shine Spark, or, like, even um, when he, in the first phase, when he's shooting the lasers at you, and, like, you got to... Uh, air dash over to like the one area that's not covered in gunk and then mm -hmm. you can sh start shooting him in the face again it's just like the little things that make me feel like man i'm pretty good at this game and like even though you know i wouldn't say i'm i'm very good at video games really in general it's just like when a game makes you feel like you're pretty good i, I think that that's just like very rewarding and there are multiple instances in this fight in particular like if you can jump over all of the the things coming at you when he's blowing wind at you, if you can pull off the shine spark kill, if you can just air dash to the right spot, mm -hmm. if you can get your storm missiles on all of his hands on the wall, like there are so many things in this fight that make you feel like if you can pull them off, like, dude, I'm pretty good at this game. And I, and I really like that. Absolutely. That's one of the best things about a game like this where it rewards you for, you know, learning and improving, but also, you know, putting some more time in and it feels good. It feels satisfying when you overcome those challenges. That's, that's, that's a great thing about a challenging game is that when you overcome those challenges, it feels really good rather than just having it handed to you or being told where to go or whatever. So yeah, I love that about this. All right. Well, I'm going to tell this next boss where to go. Cause I, I think that he's probably second last on my list. And that is Golzuna who I couldn't even remember his gimmick earlier. <laughs> he's the cross bomb guy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not not really much to say about this. He's he's basically a bigger giant enemy crab, an enemy that you <laughs> have fought multiple times in the game at this point. Um, really, the only cool thing about this boss fight is that you can charge up your Shine Spark and then drop into the fight. You can Shine Spark across and immediately destroy the first crab. You can run across the room, charge up your Shine Spark again, immediately destroy the second crab once you jump over it. And then you can do the whole thing again, run across the room, charge up your Shine Spark, and you can ram uh, Golzuna right right in the butt if you if you get your timing right. It doesn't kill him, um, but kind of satisfying. But yeah, I mean, other other than that, I mean, it's kind of a meh. It's kind of a meh fight. There's not really much to it. He makes the cross bomb patterns, like I said earlier. Uh, you can space jump through them, or you can avoid them. And you basically just have to slide under him and, and shoot him in the butt. And then uh, that's that's the fight. You do get a core X, which is cool. Uh, the setting is, is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, you know, this one's pretty... Uh, in a game of, of amazing boss fights, uh, this one's only pretty good. Well, that's the thing. Like, again, it's very clearly a mini-boss, right? Like, it's not... I think that's one thing to keep in mind with all of these. Same with... Uh eskew too like these aren't these are mini bosses right like i don't think it's necessarily fair to be like oh it's not as good as like Kraid or experiment z57 like well those are meant to be major bosses so it's never going to be as good um so i think the golzuna golzuna x core x whatever whole phase thing that that whole boss package i think for a mini boss is fine but yeah in, in terms of the grand scheme of bosses in the game definitely towards the bottom there's not really much challenge or skill at these i think the the character like the enemy designs are really cool i like how the it morphs into like the golzuna x form and obviously having a core x attached to it is always going to be cool from a metroid fan perspective but it didn't it was we've already seen a core x by then so it didn't have the same reveal kind of effect that sq at least had so yeah i would put it 
I guess, towards the bottom of my list. But again, I think it's just, you know, important to keep in mind that like this and some other characters, some other enemies aren't necessarily meant to be major bosses in the game. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you have like the Chozo robots and the warriors, which are also not supposed to be major bosses, but those are much better mini bosses too. So it goes both ways. But yeah, I would also put this towards the, the bottom of my list. It's a cool presentation, pretty solid mini boss, but you know, nothing completely stand I'd, out. I'd put it above SQ. Huh? I'd put it above SQ. Yeah. I, I would do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the thing about Metro Dread too is that it doesn't really uh, distinguish between mini bosses and regular bosses. Typically, in your you know Metro games of, of past, you would have the Ghidorah or the boss door, and that would let you know that you are about to encounter a a boss. Where like in Super Metroid, you you get to spore spawn, you get to Batwoon, uh, you know, and you you don't have that Ghidorah. So mm-hmm. it was. Uh, you kind of see that in this game at some points when you fight the Chozo Warriors or the uh, the Spear Warriors. But for the most part, I think every other boss on this list has a Ghidorah in front of it that uh, you know indicates that you are going to to a boss fight. So yeah. yes, I, I can see what you're saying about the mini boss versus regular boss, but you you also do have that same expectation because you know, I mean you are going through the boss yeah, that's fair. to get there. Yeah. So. Okay, well, let's uh, let's read our list before we bring it home and we get to the last one here. We've got uh, number one, Emmy. Number two, Experiment Z57. Number three, Twin Chozo Robot Warriors. Number four, Kraid. Number five, Chozo Spear Warrior. Uh, number six, Robo Chozo War- Robot Chozo Warrior. Easy for me to say. Robo number seven, Chozo. Corpius. Number eight, <laughs> Giga. Number nine, Golzuna. And number 10, Eskew. So it was always going to come down to this, I think. Once we decided to package the Emmys together, I feel like for me it was always a question of, okay, what's taking number one? Is it going to be Emmys? Or is it going to be Raven Beak? Which is, of course, the next and final boss on our list. And man, what a final boss. Um, I, I think that you could... I think that you could make a case of this being like a, a, an absolute top tier Metroid boss fight. And and I think I'm going to put it at number one above the Emmys because it is an isolated experience because, you know, the setting. First of all, you're on that wicked airship. You've just had the reveal that Ravenbeak is in fact Adam and has been kind of pulling your strings the whole game. You're fighting a Chozo, which is incredible. Um, and the cutscenes in this are are wicked. When he pulls off his his cloak and has the the whole Sephiroth one winged angel deal and just like rips out <laughs> Bro, his own I was like, wing. What is I mean, happening right now? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I was expecting him to pull out Massimoon and just like get ready to body Samus. But like it it was great. Um, so that was that was awesome. There was a little bit of uh, of personal stakes here because we found out that. Ravenbeak had uh, infused Samus with some of his own DNA. Your mileage may vary, but I thought that that was really cool. Um, and the fight itself, I mean, this is... I mean, man, this this is a fight. Like, there, there's, so there's three phases, and each phase is pretty, pretty difficult uh, to get through. It took me forever to get into the first phase, or past the first phase, which is a lot of, like, really, really precise countering, a lot of really precise um i guess like knowledge and like knowing that okay i'm not just going to avoid the big black ball that he's shooting out i'm going to have to destroy it because if i do it's going to give me health and it's going to give me missiles and if i don't it's just going to hit me and cause like a massive ton of damage and it's not going to go away so learning that i think was key um realizing that you could slide under the red mist i think was key and just really nailing down all of those uh counters because there are a ton of them um and second phase i thought that it was uh made really good use of your space jump i frequently run out of missiles when i'm fighting him in the second phase so like i use my my beams to fight him and the third phase was was pretty intense too especially if and i'm curious if you knew this actually i think you did because i told you but i know that a lot of players got to the third phase Ravenbeak kind of summoned his big sun that goes in the middle oh yeah and that that basically shoots out little sunballs at you and the first time I fought him, I was like, okay, maybe I should just try power bombing it to see if it goes away. And it did. 
But I know a lot of people did not use a power bomb on that and basically tried to avoid that. So yeah, yeah, pretty. It's a pretty crazy fight. I would definitely say I'm happy I was streaming that fight because <laughs> I needed some help from chat. I needed some backseat gamers to help me out. This fight is incredible. Uh, I, I had a fun night when, when you were fighting Ravenbeak. Just like, slide, slide! Uh, no, you were telling me to slide. I was supposed to morph ball. Morph balling was way easier. No, you, yeah. you slide! You don't need to slide. You can oh. morph ball. You don't need to slide. Yeah, it's, but you should slide. It's way cooler. It's not about cool. It's about getting the W, Andy. It's all about wow. winning. And uh, any means necessary. And by least effort possible. And that was a morph ball. And then thankfully that oh, I figured man. that out. Yeah, I love this, this boss fight. It was so cool. So intense. I wish they put this character in Smash cinematics are sick uh this is hard a part of i mean honestly if we're up to me i would say the Ra ravenbeak is tied with the emmys for first that's what i would say i just can't choose because on one hand like yeah it's an individual experience like the ravenbeak fight is such a, a incredible final boss fight and has so many awesome moments the character's so sick has this like awesome like kid boo like hand blast that goes off into the air and like the 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 slow like fire akuma fireball is like the raging demon is like all these awesome moves and like such a sick character design yeah like goes like like angel mode at one point i'm like what is ha like at that point i was oh. like i don't is is the chozo supposed to have that that was like is chozo supposed to have realistic bird wings <laughs> i don't know i guess they do i that was i was very thrown off by that but i, I thought this was awesome but like at the same time, the Emmys are like so essential to this game, and have so are such a cool twist on the usual Metroid boss fight, and like they're so integral to like the areas, and they have these large rooms. I can't pick, man. I personally would have them tie because like they're both so strong in different ways. Um, as an individual boss fight, the Ravenbeak is is top notch, but like overall, the Emmys are the the commanding concept of the game are the commanding hook of the game and i think this game would even if we had a different boss fight and, and it wasn't ravenbeak you'd still need the emmys for this game like the emmys are part of this game's character so i i, yeah. I would i would say i would personally put the emmys over ravenbeak but i could see an argument for both i would say they'd be tied for me it's hard to choose yeah i i can i can see that and i i think i'm gonna justify me putting ravenbeak at number one for three reasons here uh, number one because i feel like the emmys are more of a concept versus an actual boss fight and i, I think if you're looking at an actual fight i mean ravenbeak is is the best in the game i i think it's just like hands down um, number two because you don't really get that fight and i guess this kind of bleeds into number three as well but like you don't really get that that one-on-one -on -one boss fight where you where you actually get to fight the emmys i was kind of expecting um the game to to lead you up to that where you would get to fight an emmy kind of like you fought diggernaut in samus returns or i was i was kind of thinking that maybe they're leading and building up to like a a ridley emmy or something like that yeah what happened um, with that what are they building three, man what the what? dlc baby dlc uh, i hope so yeah uh but number three i i do think that the fact that you just defeated the last emmy in a cutscene bumps it just down ravenbeak for me i i think as a concept they're i mean they're incredible and and it's so tense it's so it, it's such an intense feeling going from the emmy particularly later in the game where they can freeze you or they can move fast or they can shoot through walls at you but i think if if we're ranking boss fights like the fight with ravenbeak is just like it is just on another level you have to use all of your skills, everything that you've learned in this game from space jumping to the countering to just the, the way to use your missiles and pick your time. Uh, it, it's so good that, uh, yeah, I, I think Raven be cast to be number one. All right. Well, I'm okay with putting him at one. That's fine with me. All right. Well, okay. Well, that's, that was easier than I thought it might be. <laughs> so with that... Then we have our list, uh, so drum roll please as I go backwards and uh, read you the final list. Number 11, we got Eskew. Number 10, Golzuna. Number 9, Dragaiga. Number 8, Corpius. Number 7, Robot Chosa Warrior. Number 6, Robot Spear Warrior. Uh, number 5, Kraid. Number 4, Twin Chozo Robot Warriors. Number 3, Experiment Z57. Number 2, The Emmys. 
And number one, Ravenbeak. I think that that's pretty close to what my list would have uh, would have looked like at the end. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's not far off for me, other than Kraid being a bit high. It's pretty spot on. Yeah, I, I think I might have had Kraid above the Twins, and I might have had Corpius a little bit higher. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the thing is, is, like, all these boss fights are just, like, so good that it's almost like... It's not like there's, like, a huge drop-off from one boss to the other. I, I feel like the biggest drop-off for me is going from Dragaiga to to Golzuna and Eskew. Yeah. I feel like otherwise most of those bosses are kind of in a a, a similar tier of quality. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, actually, I think Experiment Z57 to the twin Chozo Robot Warriors for me is a little bit of a drop-off, but those top three boss fights are just, like, so awesome that, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't want a game to have, like, every single fight be like an incredible you, you kind of need that cooldown boss fight that's a little uh, bit easier or a little bit more of a puzzle yeah so i i'm down with one that's high intensity every time but i agree um so yeah i uh i, I think that our list is is pretty appropriate and uh and kind of a, a nice reflection of uh of your and i's personal taste but of course we want to hear what you guys have to think have to say and the best place for you to let us know is over on omega metroid's uh discord server come yes, and join sir. us and hang out Dak, anything you want to uh, anything you want to mention before we get on out of here? Uh, no, I would just say that you know I think I mentioned this on the show last time or maybe the last time we talked, but you know the fact that I still think very highly of this game's gameplay and bosses without having Ridley in the game as much as I really would have liked to have seen what they are building in the background of that room, uh, just goes to show how well done and overall successful the bosses are in this game. So maybe you know maybe we will get some DLC. I hope we do because I'd love some more. Uh, Metroid Dread boss fights. There we go. Fingers crossed for a boss rush mode. Maybe they could even include like X versions of the bosses. That'd be pretty awesome. That'd be sick. Um, but that would that would be sick. Uh, but we hope that this episode was sick and that you enjoyed it. Of course, uh, you can check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri three sixteen, and Dak is at Dak City underscore. We are out of time, but we will be back here next week. Until then, everybody, take care.